Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot of BYU football, basketball, and even other BYU sports news to get to on today's edition of the podcast. Yes, you heard me right. BYU basketball. The basketball program holding their first practice of the season yesterday at the Marriott Center. We had a chance to catch up with Mark Pope. We'll play some of the highlights from his media availability on today's podcast. We'll also talk plenty of BYU football, two new scheduling agreements to break down for you, as well as a conversation with two-way player Tyler Algier. Is he set to play at linebacker for the time being, or could he make a move back to running back? He'll talk to you about that. I had a chance to catch up with him one-on-one yesterday after practice. So a lot to get to on today's edition of the show, brought to you as always by our title sponsor on Locked On Cougars, Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them enough for their continued support of the show. We're also brought to you today today by Vivid Seats and our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies as well as today's show rolls on. All right, with that, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for September 25th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download the show on a Wednesday. Hopefully you guys' week is off to a great start. You're officially halfway through the work week. You're going to be on the downhill slide to the weekend soon enough. And thanks again for checking out this daily podcast all focused on BYU. Alright, let's start off with the news that came out yesterday. BYU announced two new scheduling agreements with the University of Central Florida from the American Athletic Conference and Rice University from Conference USA. Of course, Rice is a former uh, whack rival of BYU if you really want to go back to the mid-1990s when the bloated 16-team whack was a thing. The Rice Owls are part of that uh, alignment and BYU will be squaring off against the Owls once again. The Cougars and the Knights will renew acquaintances. They've already played once before in uh, Independence. Both teams took a game in the series on their home fields. Well, they will meet at Spectrum Stadium in Orlando on November 11th, 2023. The second game will be August 31st, 2024 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. Uh, Both programs, like I said, have previously met twice in football. BYU beat UCF in Provo in 2011, 24-17. And the Knights won the second game of that series 31-24 in overtime in Orlando in 2014. Uh, UCF, of course, has been on a crazy run. Uh, They won 27 straight regular season games until that streak was snapped last week in a game at Pittsburgh. Just a fantastic program. Will they be the same level that they've been when BYU and UCF square off uh, five and six seasons from now? Who knows? You really can't tell, but they've had a stellar run, and I think it's a great pickup for BYU. And as we mentioned yesterday on the podcast, it's part of the deal to help BYU move the series with Utah back to accommodate a Florida series for the Utes. Was UCF was one of the teams rumored to be part of this, and it looks like that deal is now done. Now also, news coming out yesterday that Rice and BYU will square off. That'll be a two-game series set for September 29th, 2023, the first game in Provo, with Game 2 scheduled for September 27th, 2025, a historic Rice Stadium in Houston. It was the home of Super Bowl 8 in 1974. 
Not going to lie, Rice Stadium has become dilapidated over the years. I don't know if they've redone it, but last time I saw it, and we're t- talking way back, it didn't look all that great. But I think this is a series that will be interesting to see if Mike Bloomgren, the former Stanford offensive coordinator, now the head coach at Rice, if he'll still be there and if Rice can kind of get back up to where they were previously. They had some good runs over the years, but an elite academic institution, which Emmanuel Asupa as well as BYU running backs coach A.J. Stewart have come from they struggle just in terms of getting numbers, etc. It's not a very big school. doesn't have a big following in the greater Houston metro area. But I think it's a series that BYU it gets them a chance to play in Texas, and that can, can't be overrated when it comes to uh, recruiting, etc. So there you go. Two new series for BYU. A lot of people now looking at 2022 and 2023, those series, the season schedule's kind of filling up there. One interesting note, and I saw this on a couple of different people pointing this out is that BYU in the 2023 season at least now has 11 games scheduled and a lot of people are looking at it saying hey can we slot Notre Dame into 2022 or 2023 here's my pitch to Notre Dame I would go to Jack Swarbrick the AD there who knows if he'll still be the AD at this point but if you can get it on the books go to him and say you know what Jack and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast previously but you go to Jack Swarbrick and say Jack we'd like to play that final game of the series that you have promised us uh, Swarbrick made it very clear in a post in a piece on the Athletic earlier this offseason that they plan on playing BYU and fulfilling that contract. I'd go to Swarbrick and say, you know what? There's this brand new stadium that's sitting down there in Las Vegas. It's now called Allegiant Stadium. It's where the Oakland Raiders and the UNLV Rebels are going to call home going forward. Why don't we play the game there? I think it would be a fantastic way to go about getting that series completed, getting that final game. I know you're in essence, giving up that home game against Notre Dame, that home allure of having Notre Dame at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But Notre Dame fans travel everywhere. They're all over the country. And to play the first game against Notre Dame in Las Vegas, I think that'd be a big deal. So that's why I would make the pitch if I'm Tom Homo and the rest of the BYU Athletic Department, their head officials, I would go to Jack Swarbrick and the Notre Dame Athletic Department and say, here's the deal. Let's redo this contract, play it in Las Vegas, make the first game of the Fighting Irish playing in Las Vegas because we all know BYU fans will travel south and there's a lot of BYU fans in the greater Las Vegas area. So there you go. Some thoughts on BYU. They're scheduling agreements with both Rice and UCF for the early to mid part of the next decade as well as my thought on getting that final game with Notre Dame. I think 2022-2023 probably is your best bet, but you'll take that game whenever you can get it. But I do think you should make the pitch to Notre Dame and say, you know what? We'll modify the contract. We'll play this game in Las Vegas. Let's do it. I think you might actually uh, get Notre Dame to sit up and say, hey, that's actually not a bad idea because their fans love to travel. We all know BYU fans travel as well. And if it's Las Vegas, BYU fans are very apt to show up in droves. So I think it'd be a fantastic setup if they can accomplish it. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk with Tyler Algier, BYU running back turned linebacker. He explains the transition of making the position switch and if he might go back now with the news of Tyson Williams going down. We'll talk a lot about that coming up here in just a minute. Before we do that, a reminder for you guys that Vivid Seats wants to help you make a memory that will last you a lifetime. Let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100. 
Guys, All Guard Pest Control has been a proud sponsor of Locked On Cougars for quite some time now. I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about what they're offering all of our listeners. The best part about All Guard Pest Control, local company based here, right here along the Wasatch Front. Seth Baird and his team are the best of the best when it comes to pest control issues. Whatever you need taken care of, they can handle it. They offer quarterly pest control programs, which they come out every three months. Make sure you don't have any creepy crawly things in your home or even trying to get inside your home. You have that barrier set up and that way you have that peace of mind knowing that nothing's getting into your home. But also, if you have a one-time issue, they offer one-time services where they don't make you sign a contract that requires them to come back out. They want to make sure that they have the right fit in terms of what you need in terms of your pest control management. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen. You're never going to hear All Guard knocking on your door asking you want us to spray for your bugs. They want you to come to them and ask them if you need your issues. They're not going to bug you to make sure that they can keep their quota up. I guess is the easiest way to say it. They use the safest products in the industry, guys. They're rated for daycares, hospitals, restaurants, etc. So that way you know you have that peace of mind knowing this is the safest products around your pets and kids. They have awesome online reviews. They are the best of the best, capable of serving anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, based right there in Utah County, but they can go anywhere along the Wasatch Front, even out into Tooele and Wasatch Counties, if need be. They also are the termite experts in Utah County, so give them a call. 801-851-1812. Let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you. Tell them that Jake Hatch told you to give Seth some crap for that loss to, for the loss to uh, Washington. I'm sure he'll like that. Also, check them out, allguardpestcontrols.com. They are the best of the best. Seth and his team are massive BYU fans. Once again, give All Guard Pest Control a call, 801-851-1812, or check them out, allguardpestcontrols.com. A reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around in your vehicle, if you just have some downtime at your house, your smart devices can make listening to podcasts super easy. You can listen to this podcast whenever you got that downtime, and all you got to do is tell your smartphone or your smart speaker, simply play podcasts locked on Cougars, and that way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news every day. Thanks again for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. I'm Jay Catch. Uh, we're going to get to a conversation. I had with BYU linebacker Tyler Algier. Came into the BYU football program as a running back. I thought he showed some promise last year in terms of running the ball late in the season, but he has made a position switch to linebacker. Uh, With the news of Tyson Williams getting injured, a lot of people probably wondering, could he make the switch back to running back? Well, I had a chance to catch up with him and talk about just that. So here you go. Tyler Algier, BYU linebacker slash running back on Locked On Cougars. Well, you came into the program as a running back. Now you're a linebacker. Take us through the transition. Um, I think honestly, I think he was pretty. <laughs> I think honestly, it was cool. Like having like Coach Lamb talk to me. He was like, "Hey," like right after the game, he was just like, "Hey." Which, which game are we talking about here? USC. Oh, USC, okay. USC, he's like, hey, how do you feel about tri- going in linebacker? I was like, heck yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Whatever for the team. Let's do it. Is it, it was it kind of a thing you're, 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 you just want to play, essentially, play football? Is that kind of the Yeah, because I'm already on special teams, but just being on the field, just mm-hmm. being with the guys. Like, obviously, I'm with the guys on special yes. teams, just making plays and all that. So, just being on offense or defense, just being on the field even more, it's just a better opportunity for me. Coach Satake on Monday during his press conference said that they, they would evaluate whether you may be going back to offense or play defense. He even mentioned maybe both ways. Would you be okay with that? Whatever for the team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be down with it. 
What's your experience at BYU been like? I know you're a walk-on. What's it been like to this point? Um, it's good. <laughs> Honestly, I, I like the I like the environment. Mm-hmm. Love the city. It's just uh, school's hard. <laughs> it's just school's hard. But you know, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of resources that go around, mm-hmm. so just uh, honestly, just school's hard. But I love, I love the place here. Love it here. Honestly, I was honestly thinking about moving out here, maybe after graduation, graduating and all of that. But yeah, we'll see. What are you studying in school? Uh, film studies. Okay, very uh, cool. Playing linebacker, I know you, you can kind of have the mentality of, okay, I've been a running back. I can understand how linebackers want to work, et cetera. But what's it like making that transition to now, okay, now I'm trying to attack running backs versus being the guy attacking a linebacker? Honestly, I think just being as a running back, like, and then transitioning to linebacker, I just see the holes. Gotcha, okay. So, like, I'm seeing the hole. Like, I know, I kind of, like. You see that from the reverse side, though, yeah. essentially. Okay. So, like, if there's, like, an open hole, like, I can already see it. I can already, see, like, already see it. But, you know, just trust the steps. Like, mm-hmm. our steps are shuffle, shuffle. Then we just trust the steps, and then uh, when there's an open hole, just take it. Did you expect to see time against Washington? A little bit, yeah. A little bit, okay. Yeah. That touchdown pass, the, the second touchdown pass, you were on that play, so what happened on that play in particular? Um, I think I could have got a little more depth because okay. like, like, that was like our call, just get a little more depth, and then uh, it just threw it right over me. But then uh, right when I got to the sideline, um, Jackson and all the other linebackers were just like just talking to me, and then like, yeah, whatever you need, bro, just tell us, and then we'll fix it. It's a pretty young crew, that linebacking group. What's it been like working with them? How have they helped you? Oh, no, just right when I got in, like, I was sitting next to Keenan and Jackson, and then they were just like, yeah, whatever you need. And then just like that Washington week, I started practice as linebacker, and then it was just all new to me. And then they were just like, yeah, whatever you need. Like, whenever I messed up, I'll mess up. They'll fix me up and then get me out there. I'll, I'll fix it, and then he'll be all good. What's the feedback from Coach Lamb been like? Coach Lamb is good. Yeah. yeah, I think so. You said you played special teams, and we all know he's a special teams coordinator. And he, he's talked in the past how he emphasizes that not all guys will do what he wants them to do on special teams. What goes into that? Mm, just like, just we want the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Just whoever, like on kickoff, they want the best who's going to make tackles, who's going to fly around, make people miss, just make tackles, make some plays. Is there almost a sense that you have to be a little bit fearless to do this? I think so. Just, just. Honestly, just take a shot. Like, if there's, like, even on defense, just take a shot. If you miss, there's another guy right there, right there waiting for him. Guys like Peyton Wilgar have really broken out this year. Max Tulu, we've seen them break out. What's it been like seeing them do what they do? Honestly, it's just cool just seeing, just being right next to them. is just, just, yeah, it's just cool. It's just being right next to them. Being, honestly, the whole defense, just transitioning from defense to offense, just being with them, making plays with them, hyping up, hyping them up. Just getting all excited and all that. It's good. You were running back for a time here. What? How tough was it to see Tyson go down like he did? It was. It was. It was hard. Like I was. I was just hoping. Like I saw him because we were over here talking on defense, and then I ended up seeing. No, I ended up seeing the play actually, and it was just like shoot. It was heartbreaking because like I was hoping it, it wasn't yeah, like oh yeah. anything major, but then ended up hearing it was like the torn ACL. So I was just like shoot. Like honestly, it was pretty emotional for all of us. Even like, because we had a talk yesterday, it was just, uh, Diane was talking about it, it was just emotional seeing our brother go down like that. So it was just, hopefully it gets better. I think he's having surgery soon, so. Toledo's a run-heavy team. Are you excited to face a team like that? Oh yeah, most definitely. Like, yeah, I'm very excited. What do you see from them on film? Uh, we've seen that, um, yeah, just a run-heavy team. Just honestly, just trust our reads and then we'll be good. We'll, we'll make a lot of plays on defense and especially at the Mike Biker spot, just filling in holes. 
All right. Tyler, thanks so much. I appreciate it. There you go. Tyler Algier and a guy who has really embraced living in Provo said he'd like to maybe come and live in Utah after he's done with school and football, etc. That's pretty cool. But he also heard him say his move to linebacker was in an effort to get on the field and just play. And he's doing whatever to help the program win. I think guys like that help make a program uh, work. I guess is the easiest way to say it. They're the glue guys. They're the guys that don't mind doing the dirty work. He's been a special teams ace his entire career at BYU. He's not afraid to go down on kick coverage or punt coverage, whatever it may be. He enjoys that role. And he said his move to linebacker was chiefly just to get on the field and continue to play. But he says he's open to doing whatever the coaching staff needs him to do if they can get him on the field and get him in a position to, to succeed and contribute at a high level. Also interesting to hear him talk about that touchdown pass said I didn't get my depth he threw it right over my head speaking of Jacob Eason and scored the touchdown kid that was learning the position it was cool to see him on the field after just one week's work at the linebacker position we'll see if that continues or if the offense finally does pull him back over in speaking with another coach at BYU uh, he mentioned that Tyler Algier they feel like if they needed to even in game if he had no work whatsoever with the offense in a week at this point his understanding of the BYU offense they could run the base system on offense with little to no preparation for Algier if multiple injuries were to take place in a game but it sounds like for the time being Algier will be a linebacker and your running back depth chart probably looks like this. It, it sounds like it's Emmanuel Supa or Lopini Katoa as your kind of your co-starters. I think that Soup will be the guy who really carries the load. Sione Finau is the guy behind those two players. And then former walk-on uh, Morgan Piper, I think he is still a walk-on, is probably your fourth string guy at this point. Kind of an interesting alignment, but that's how it's going to look, it looks like, going forward for the Cougars. Alright, I need to get to some other BYU news and notes. BYU basketball holding their first practice yesterday. Some news coming out about TJ Haas. We'll talk about that. Also, BYU women's golf having a fantastic final round at the uh, Coeur d'Alene Invitational up there in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Alicia May Mateo having a fantastic individual showing. We'll talk about that next. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys that today's title sponsor on the podcast is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. You've probably heard of them in multiple ads campaigns at this point, but they're asking all of their members, what is your why? And they're asking whatever it might be. Have you thought about refinancing your home to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard, guys. It's something I think a lot of us think about and say, you know what? That sounds like it'd be a hard deal to have to go meet with multiple people, sign all that paperwork again. If anybody's bought a house, you know how much paperwork is involved. Well, DFCU is here to help you guys make that simple. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First Credit Union, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save up to hundreds of dollars a month. It's a fantastic way, guys. You might check it out and see if you can save yourself some money. The rates are crazy low right now, so give them a call. Deseret First Credit Union, their mortgage team, will work with you to make sure that your financial situation works for the loan you're trying to pursue or your refinance. They want to make sure you're taken care of. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you've got investment properties, they will make sure you are taken care of. So give them a call. 801 or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. 
All right, guys. Yesterday, I was out of BYU basketball practice before going to BYU football practice. Of course, the Cougars finally took to the court as they get ready for the upcoming basketball season. Crazy to think the basketball is underway in late September, but it is what it is. And Mark Pope, I talked to the media after practice yesterday. And curiously, as we watched practice, uh, TJ Haas was not participating in drills. I tweeted that out on my on my Twitter feed. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. You also can follow the show on all social media channels, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Cougars, but I tweeted out that TJ Haas was not participating in practice. We talked to Mark Pope after practice, and here's what he had to say about Haas' status. I'm allowed to just say whatever, aren't I? Sure. So TJ had surgery uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, we should have him back next season. Uh, he's going to have to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got good reaction. I was good reaction all around. You were like, wait, we're glad we came today. No, no, he's a, he's, he's a couple weeks away. He just had to have a little scope on his knee. So uh, he's great. It was just um, he was having some pain. And so we kind of were debating about whether to just manage it through the whole season or just trying to clean it up and so we clean it up and it seemed like a great decision two weeks ago and now since he missed the first week of practice it's all it's just so awful not having him out there but it is giving some other guys a chance to to run this point uh, it's giving Connor Harding a chance to work the point which is really important for us and Blaze Neald uh, has actually had a great uh, two practices so far today and and um, so and TJ will be back here in 10 days or so 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 there you go, Mark Pope on TJ Haas, and he got quite a look. A lot of us kind of just kind of looked up when he said next season, and he was doing it for effect. And credit to him, it was pretty funny. It was a good, it was a good gag on Mark Pope's part. But it sounds like TJ Haas little little bit limited right now, but hoping to have him back on the court in short order. It also sounds like Zach Selyus's recovery is coming along nicely, targeting the first game still for his return. I wouldn't push it at all. You're already going to miss Yoli Childs for the first nine games of this upcoming basketball season so early part of the slate doesn't really matter and I know that's bad to say as a BYU insider but BYU their goal is to make the NCAA tournament and with Yoli Childs out for the first part of the season you're not really going to make the hay that you expected to in the non-conference that I expected BYU maybe to make in terms of going to the Maui Invitational etc I think you get your guys healthy, get them all on the same page, and make a run in conference play and hopefully finish out as the second-place team in the WCC and hope you can earn an at-large bid in that former fashion or, heaven forbid, actually beat Gonzaga in Las Vegas and win the automatic bid. Who knows? I think BYU's got a lot of promise on this roster. The NCAA has been a little bit heavy-handed with them, but such is life, and you have to move on from that. One final note before we go on today's podcast is a big congratulations to the BYU women's golf team. Had a fantastic showing up at the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate Invitational. Alicia May Mateo received medalist honors winning the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate yesterday. She led BYU women's golf to a second-place over, second overall finish. So congratulations, Carrie Roberts said, I am incredibly proud of Alicia in the release from BYU. Her round today was solid to get her her first win. I'm also proud of how we played in the last two rounds. It was a really solid round today in the win. The Cougars shot a combined 872, which is 20 over, through three rounds of play to claim second place. Their second round score of 286 and third round score of 287, two over and three over in particular, are the lowest team scores in each of the final two rounds. Uh, Gonzaga held off BYU. BYU's late push, finishing four strokes ahead of the Cougars to pick up that win. So congratulations to BYU Women's Golf. They're headed back out on the road to Sammamish, Washington to compete in the Eden 
Inland Felt invite October 8th and 9th. We'll have updates for you as that gets a little bit closer. But congratulations to BYU Women's Golf on that fantastic showing. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Brought to you today by Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control and Vivid Seats. Check out the podcast wherever you download podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya Podcast app, the Google Play Store. Please download the show. Give us a favorable rating and review. It really does help get the word out about this daily podcast, all focused on the Cougars. We'll catch you guys tomorrow talking with Aaron Roderick, BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach, on tomorrow's edition of the show. We'll talk to you di- talk to you then. Excuse me. This has been Locked On Cougars for September twenty fifth, twenty nineteen.